It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, Marlins fans, and welcome to this edition of Big Fish Small Pod for Friday, December 30th, 2022. And if you are new to the Small Pod, he would like to give you all the information about the Marlins for that particular day, all season long in 10 minutes or less and marlins fans we have another special edition of the small pod for you eli if you are editing this and i know you are please add some celebration music at the marlins did make a signing oh my god so excited so happy Yes, not a minor league signing a major league guaranteed deal. $17 million for two years for Gene Segura, who is coming off a World Series appearance with the Philadelphia Phillies. But before we talk about that, let me introduce everyone to my guest here tonight. He was the first ever guest on the small pod, zero-time Jeopardy champion, Mr. Kevin Bajal. What's up, dude? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about what we all expect to be the third baseman opening day for the Miami Marlins, Gene Segura. I'm very, very excited for, for the signing. Yeah, signed $17 million for two years. Um, I believe his salary for for 2023 is 6.5. So really great um, in terms of salary, AAV for the Marlins, and only getting him two years does not mean... They're locking him up for long term. He does have a club option, I believe, for the third year. But Kev, talk to me about this signing profile, Gene Segura, a little bit for me. Yeah, Gene Segura um, is actually a very interesting signing, but at the same time, it is a very much needed signing when it comes to what he will provide offensively for the fish. Uh, 277 batting average, 336 OBP, 387 slugging, 723 OPS. He had a 10 homer season with 33 RBIs. Um, this is exactly what Miami needs. And you're adding him at third base where he was amongst one of the, uh, he had one of the strongest arms at second base, according to Baseball Savant. And um, you could see that on the latest Fish Stripes article talking about Gene Segura. Shout out to Eli. Um, but this is someone you also uh, know is adjusted to this part pretty well. I mean, Daniel, we've seen Gene Segura for the past two or three years with the Phillies. And I, th- I believe he was with them for four. So if you could even say four years, you know, when you're hitting 305, 352, 396, 748 for, with two homers, eight RBIs. I know two homers, eight RBIs doesn't sound too promising, but he's a guy who's going to get on base for the for the Marlins at a good rate and hit well. And he's also good with runners in scoring position, which we all could say that was a huge issue for the Marlins this past season. 279, 347, 395, 742, 18 homers, 375 RBIs. You could count on Gene Segura when there are runners in scoring position, which was, as as I mentioned, one of the biggest issues. Lefty-righty splits look pretty good in 2022. 301 against lefties, 267 against righties. Pretty good OPS on both sides. Struggled a little more, obviously, against righties. But you look at the high leverage, you got to feel good about that as well. 268, 330, 377, 707. And now very quickly before we move on, you look at the defense, how it'll look like kind of. At the moment, it's Garrett Cooper at first, Jazz at second, Miggy at short with um, 
now Gene Segura at third. So um, you, you look at those names, but you have to look a little lower. You have to look at Joey Wendell, John Birdie, Xavier Edwards, Jordan Gross. Yeah, the match, where do those guys go? He, 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 if, I, I believe it's already confirmed that he's going to be the starting third baseman every day now for the Marlins opening day. But where does that leave the other guys? Jordan Groshen, Charles LeBlanc, Joey Wendell, who's on an expiring deal. Where did that leave those guys? Because you can't put everyone on the field at the same time. Exactly. I mean, we, we spoke about this. Um, John Birdie, with four years left of club control, basically plays the whole infield except first base. I don't think I've ever seen John Birdie play first. We know he's the emergency catcher. We know he could play all the outfield spots pretty well, to be honest with you. Maybe not center field, but he could hold it down. He could fake it pretty well over there, but he's not an everyday player. Uh, I, I believe you would keep John Birdie in this instance unless you get a pretty good offer, you know, that you, you feel confident enough to trade John Birdie, but I don't think that'll come up for the Marlins. You also have Joey Wendell, who we've heard reports lately coming out from, I believe, Boston, that the Boston Red Sox are interested in trading for Joey Wendell, placing there a shortstop to be their guy there. Um, for the Red Sox, we've also heard Miggy Rowe's name come up. Both guys, you know, both Wendell and Miggy are on one-year deals, so you would... Maybe look to trade Miggy Rowe there. We've heard Twins in Boston have been the teams interested in him. Those, I believe, came out from the Athletic, that report from Miggy. And I believe a Boston a Boston outlet, media outlet, was the one who reported the Joey Wendell rumor. So then you look at LeBlanc, Groshans, Edwards. I believe Edwards and Groshans may start in um, AAA. I would be a little bit surprised if both of them start in AAA. I believe one of them will start at the major leagues, and I think that'll be Groshans. But... Uh, then you have LeBlanc. LeBlanc really showed up and showed up well in the big leagues. I mean, we could both say that confidently. He was pretty damn good for for the Marlins in the big leagues. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, he was pretty good. Yeah. He was good. And now, you know, uh, he has a World Baseball Classic coming up. So maybe he's at a risk of going down to AAA to start the season, I believe. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? But um, if he performs well in World Baseball Classic, you really have to say, man, you may have to keep him at the big league level, especially since he could also play first base. And speaking of first, you also have Gerard Encarnacion, who mm-hmm. I, I believe I, meant, I I put him out on a tweet earlier today, and we're recording this on the 29th. But um yeah, he, he's been killing it in the in the Dominican Winter League. 333 batting average, 438 OBP, 513 slugging, 950 OPS, three homers, 17 RBIs. So, yeah, um, this is definitely uh, an interesting signing that will bring up a lot more conversation. We know we've been hearing Pablo's name once again floating out there. So, um, we saw Craig Mish's tweet of Pablo with a plus sign. So, maybe Pablo and another piece going somewhere else. That's but, um, We'll see what happens. Let me ask you again um, on the main topic of Gene Segura as I'm wanted to sign him again for two years, $17 million. We were looking a little bit earlier about where he used to hit for the Phillies, especially in 2022. Um, he has 70 games hitting the most out of doubles the second uh, place where he hit in the, in the order. But eighth, batting eighth, he had 70 games in the eight hole. Is that where you would put him with the Marlins or or would you put him maybe a little higher or even ninth? But 
eighth is basically where he was all of last season with Philly. I, if you have the stat in front of me, how much did he slash as the eighth hitter? Let me grab that for you. I believe. Let me see here. For James I mean, obviously, Cruz. he must have hit. But he must have hit very well there to have the season he had. But I mean, I think we were talking about this while you look up the stat. Um, he was pretty dang good anywhere in the lineup, in my opinion. He he would fit pretty nicely anywhere. Five, so, six, seven would be nice. I know we talked about eighth. So you have the I mean, stat. I, just to cut you off real quick, batting eight, 70 games, two hundred fifty-seven plate appearances slashed. 241, 300, 341 for a 641 OPS. But if you look at all the OPSs um, in the other orders, it is the second highest compared to seventh. But overall, all of last season was basically around 600, something around there OPS for Gene Segura in 2022. But Kevin, talk to me after hearing that eighth hole. Is that where you mentioned where you were put him or? Do you want to put him in the middle of the order, or or how would you go about Mr. Segura? Maybe put him seventh or sixth. I think that would be a pretty solid spot. Now, if you want to put him, you know, if it's a rest day for Jazz, you put him at the top of the order. Not first, but maybe, you know, second or third wouldn't be a bad spot for him. But you, you have to get runs going in there, and Gene Segura is going to help you do that a little bit. Um, I believe this is the season he put up. No, this is maybe his worst season when it comes into driving in runs besides this 2012 year in Milwaukee, so... We'll see what happens there. And then obviously he had uh, the, the 2020 season. You discount that when it comes to run scoring. But um, yeah, maybe you put him towards the bottom of the lineup I, or you put him at the top. I mean, you could go either way with Gene. Uh, as long as he gets on base and he's going to be active in the base ceiling market, which he stole 25 in 2022 and 39 in 2021. You feel pretty good about what you're doing there. And especially I spoke a little bit about how he does in, with runners in scoring position, maybe towards the bottom of the lineup. That makes a lot more sense to have him there. Just so you know, if you have some guys on base, that gives you certainty that Gene will hopefully give you a good chance to drive him in, or maybe even the best chance. Yeah, and Kev, before we go, I want to hear your overall grade on Gene Segura, the signing. How would you grade it in your scouting report? I'm a fan. I do like the signing. I think Gene is a, is a good player for the Marlins. He makes a lot of sense for what they want for this new philosophy we've been seeing, Danny, that they want contact hitters that could hit well. He fits that mold and you know you'll put him at third base which fills a pretty big hole for what we assume because you know there was a lot of uncertainty with Groshans and we know Edwards maybe not ready yet for the big leagues quite yet but um yeah I'll give this a B plus I like the signing a lot I'm not going to go A just because you know this isn't a guy like Brandon Jury or one of these other big name free agents that they could have gotten on the market but you're getting what at the moment of the market what the market stood at when he was on there the best hitter on on the market so you can't go wrong with that. I like the contract. You started 6.5 mil, 8.5 mil the next year. And if your season's going, you know, a little lopsided, you're not going to make it into the playoffs or you look like it's not looking good. You could move Gene Segura and you have young guys like Xavier Edwards and Jordan Groshans ready to replace him if needed. And if Segura's having a good year, you could even look to garner some pretty good prospect re return from him or even major leaguers. So we'll see what happens, but it's very, very interesting how you could align this infield. You know, if you're really going outside the box and we could have some fun with it, you could put Jazz in center and see who goes into Ooh. that infield. You maybe put Miggy Rowe at first a little bit more than usual. We know he played there a lot. That's just me having a little bit of fun thinking outside the box, but you really can't keep that out of the question that yeah, this team is going to go and do some crazy things to, to adjust to the guys that they want on the field every day. 
Well, Kev, I want to thank you for coming on for Big Fish Small Pod, the first ever guest. Now you're back again talking to little Gene Segura. Um, I'm guessing you are really ready for the season to start and see what the Marlins put on there on the field. I know you're ready for that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, you know this. I'm very <laughs> excited. You know I love talking Marlins and I, I love hopping on here. And we got to do this again more often because it's fun. Talking quick 10 minutes about the Marlins, why not? I mean... If you're watching, for the ones watching, you better be, keep listening to these big fish, small pods. Some of the maybe the best pod on fish stripes, maybe. I mean, oh, it's a easily. very quick. It, it clears unfiltered. It clears. It, it may. It may clear unfiltered. <laughs> we haven't posted in a while, but we'll, we'll get back on the grind soon. But all right. Ten minutes to Marlins uses where you'll you'll guide it right here. Thank you guys for listening. Always go fish.